your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome Avalanche fans to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli from milehighsticking.com with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and the Avalanche season comes to an end with a absolutely heartbreaking, gut-wrenching overtime loss to Dallas and uh, it's pretty much going to be the theme of today's show, kind of uh, talking about that game and where we go from here. Um, those are all things that we will get into. The offseason starts now. There's a, a lot of things plan for the offseason as far as the show and looking back at the season, looking forward to next season, who will stay, who could possibly go, who could we bring in, all of that stuff. We're going to be doing uh, grades on each individual player. So, uh, you know, the show must go on. Uh, so before we get into today's show, uh, follow the Follow the podcast on social media, on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and please send questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything that you want to say, good or bad, about the Avalanche in this game or the season, any particular player, whatever is on your mind, send those to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com, so... I think uh, you know the the, I'm you know whatever range of emotions you go through uh, when a a hockey season ends, uh, no matter what sport you follow and your your team is eliminated, that that's always the worst, and and it really just makes you realize how difficult it is to win a championship, no matter the sport. In uh, and when you have a good team and you have a good team that is is set up to go far and possibly compete for that championship. And then when it doesn't happen, you kind of remember like, yeah, I mean, only one team wins this thing. And that's obvious, but uh, it just kind of goes to show you how difficult this is. And the try as they might, Avalanche down 3-1 to one showed a lot in coming back and pushing this thing to a Game 7 and then going into an overtime and the thing with hockey is it's different than the other sports because when you're into when you're in overtime the game can end at the snap of your fingers you you're not prepared unless it was a penalty shot then you can prepare yourself for a lead up to all right if this shot goes in my team wins or loses hockey can just change at the drop of a hat and it's over. You know, there's no time. I mean, it's, it's timed, obviously, but it's different than like basketball, where if you go into an overtime in a game seven and your team is down six points with, you know, 10 seconds left, 15 seconds left, you, you, you kind of you you've kind of come to that realization that my team is going to lose and then time runs out and it still hurts. But the way hockey is just when 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 that for this game, when that goal goes in and it's not your team scoring that goal the the just wave of emotion that comes over you 
that number one, you lost, and number two, your team season is over, uh, is just a lot to handle when when you when you when you're that passionate about a team, like a lot of people are about the Colorado Avalanche. How I am about the Colorado Avalanche, and maybe it's different in other seasons, but because we were expected to do so well this year, and they did well, they had a good season. Didn't end the way we wanted it to end, obviously, but. When you have a team on the ropes, and this was a back-and-forth game, and we'll get into the game, but just right now, it's just, you know, the, the the weekend has passed. Does it make it any easier? Maybe a little bit after, you know, as soon as that game was over, I shouldn't, I, well, I shut the TV off. I, I like, I don't, I don't want to watch any of the post-game and breaking stuff down and talking about Dallas, and I, I just don't want to watch that stuff. I would say within the hour of that game being complete, I was fast asleep. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning and I was like, wow, like that game took a lot out of me just to watch. Um, which is a good thing because that's what I love about hockey. Um, but I was spent in watching that game. I was so, I was so tired and it caught up to me after the game was over. And I, I, yeah, I was, I was fast asleep. Um, so that's the thing. It's, it's just, you, you, you can't prepare yourself for it when you're into an overtime game seven, when it comes to hockey and the avalanche had their chances. They had many, I mean, every goal, uh, one goal lead that they had, you know, seemed like Dallas match. It did. Dallas did match it. And, you know, with the exception of the one, nothing lead that Dallas had avalanche led, Every other time, and Dallas would come back. And then Dallas scored the goal that mattered the most in overtime. So we'll get into a couple things here. I think tomorrow we'll play the the audio from the Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen postgame. You like to hear things that Nathan McKinnon said. Um, I think we'll play that tomorrow, though. Um, And he said, you know, we want to keep this team together. Which is kind of what you want to hear, because you always worry, like, oh, maybe do they want to, not Nathan McKinnon, but you know, do do they start having doubt about this team, and do they want to maybe tr- go somewhere else? I'm talking about free agents or things like that, or even some of your stars demanding a trade. And it doesn't seem like any of these guys do. We we've kind of you know, if you've been following the show and watching them all year long and covering them all year long, you know that they are a close bunch of guys. And losing the way that they lost, they didn't get blown out. It could have gone either way. So I think that they are going to stick together. And we will get into that stuff. Not today. We have some time. So we're going to get into free agents. Who could come? Who could go? Uh, But I think for the most part, you're going to see this team intact for next year. So uh, we'll, we'll get into the game. We're just going to go over some uh, sponsors quick. We have a brand new sponsor for the show. And hey, I mean, if, if you're an Avalanche fan, if you're listening to this, of course you are. You got some time on your hands now, and I'm sure uh, a lot of you are gamers and video gamers. And if you've played that new Avengers game that is out, which I just played it, and it's absolutely incredible, uh, your hands can get a little bit sweaty if you're playing a game like that. Well, there is a solution. And that solution is Gamer Goo. 
and go to GamerGoo.com to check out all of their products. GamerGoo is a antiperspirant for your hands. It's almost like it comes in a, a tube, and it's almost like you are drying your hands so you don't have to worry about sweaty hands while playing video games. They actually even have a sport goo. So if you are still playing sports, basketball, football, it's those seasons, they have a sport goo. And they have six different scents. And they are peppermint, cinnamon, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, orange, and teakwood. And teakwood smells amazing. It's almost like a cologne style of scent for your hands. So stop sweaty hands at the source and don't worry about dropping that controller when you're playing those Call of Duty and Avenger style games because GamerGoo will take care of that. So go to GamerGoo.com today only. It's a Labor Day special. Buy one, get one 50% off. And if you enter the promo code LOA, that's LOA for Locked On Avalanche, you get 10% off as well. So, but the f- buy one, get one 50% off is today only. So go to gamergoo.com. And I know there's a lot of gamers that listen to this. Head over there now. Buy one, get one 50% off. Labor Day only. And then enter promo code LOA for 10% off. And another sponsor is Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. We've been talking about Built Bar for a while now. If you guys have not tried Built Bar yet... I don't know what to do to, to make you try this most amazing protein bar you've probably ever had in your life and ever are going to have. Tastes just like a candy bar. It's soft, chewy. It's not hard and grainy like a lot of energy bars can be. It's so good for you, not loaded with sugar like some of them are. 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, that's 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. Some of my favorites are the peanut butter, the banana bread, the mint brownie, and the peanut butter brownie. Anything with peanut butter in it, I will take it. So definitely head over to BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON. $10 off comes right off your first order. And that is whenever you order. Used to be off your first order. They've gotten rid of that. Anytime you order from BuiltBar and you enter the promo code LOCKEDON, you're getting $10 off your order. So go over there now. Pick a box of your favorite. If you can't decide, get a variety pack and you'll get a bunch of these flavors and you can try them out for yourself. But they are absolutely amazing. Once again, BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON and $10 off your order. All right. So let's take a little break right here. and we come back, we're going to discuss the 5-4 to four overtime loss to Dallas. All right. So obviously well-known. <laughs> Avalanche season comes to an end. Overtime loss to Dallas. And where to start with this thing? Because it was so back and forth. First of all, it was just a it was a good game. It was a well played game on both ends, and you know you, you can't get into refs this, refs that. I, I didn't you know Dallas had that one dirty game when, when the Avalanche really stuck it to them, and we didn't really see. The, I mean, you're going to see it from certain players like Corey Perry and Jamie Benn. You're going to see it from them. That's their style of play. But And, and um, who's the other one that nobody likes right now <laughs> on on Dallas? Uh, Como. Play Como. Como. So, yeah. Guys like that, that that's how they play. But the game-wide shenanigans, 
didn't happen. Um, and you weren't going to see that because it was a game seven and guys were going to want to stay out of the penalty box. And speaking of that, Avalanche were one for four in the pen on the uh, power play Dallas two for two. So the power play continued, continued to be an Achilles heel for the Avalanche. Although one for four is better, uh, not where you want to be. And it looked better. It, they were getting better chances on the power play, just couldn't come through with any goals. But I was happy they would at least have things set up. There was one where they pretty much at the entire two minutes was in the offensive zone. That's a plus. You know, obviously you want to finish that and score the goal, but there were penalties where we couldn't even get the, the puck into the offensive zone. Having said that, um, you know, I don't know what the avalanche... I could look it up, but I, I, I tread lightly. I don't know what their power play was for this entire series. It was probably very, very ugly. I know it was very, very ugly. So that's obviously the one thing that needs to get worked on. The Nathan McKinnon streak comes to an end. Uh, I thought for sure that would continue. You saw no signs of him slowing down. I, I Even in the overtime, I thought, okay, this is where he gets it. And this is where he gets the goal. Because we had said he needs to be the man when it comes to this game because now this is two years in a row you've lost a game seven and this is five straight game sevens you lost as a franchise and Nathan McKinnon hasn't been a part of all five of those I understand that but he's been a part of the last two and he's been a part of three of them total and I'm sorry but you've lost three game sevens Um, you are going to be known for that now it's not, okay, one more and you'll be known for it. You, you're Now you are. Even if you didn't have, maybe if you didn't have that first one against Minnesota, maybe if you just had these two in a row, and then next year it, it comes around again and you're in another game seven, it'll get talked about because you the last two seasons in a row you've been eliminated in a game seven. Of course it'll be talked about. Now, not only is it you've been eliminated, it's you you can't get this, like you are known for not getting this done. They have yet to get it done in a game seven. So now this is going to follow the avalanche around and it's going to follow Nathan McKinnon around, especially because he didn't have a point in this game. If if you are you've scored in every single game in this postseason, 14 games in a row, and here's the most important game, and you get shut out. How many goal how many um shots on goal did he have? I mean, he played well. I mean, he's he's three shots on goal. You know, that's low for Nathan McKinnon. When Nazem Kadri had seven and Miko Rantanen had eight, Miko Rantanen played fantastic. So, um, yeah, I think this is just going to follow McKinnon around for a little while. He doesn't like it. And if anybody can say, okay, I own this and take it upon himself to get even better, which is scary, it's Nathan McKinnon. But that is what it is. Like, we are going to have to live with that now until we get that monkey off our back of winning a game seven. Um, the end of this game <laughs> scared the heck out of me. This was such a back and forth game because there were times like in the beginning, avalanche looked great. They, they looked the first shift. Finally, the first shift of the game, they were the aggressors and they almost scored. They had a pretty good look in the very first shift of the game. Um, but such a back and forth game and 
even in the the third period, there were times where where Colorado looked like they were the better team, and then just Dallas would turn it on, and they would be the better team, and they'd go back and forth. And I'm not talking about just the goals being scored, but just how they were looking, how they were controlling the the pace of play. It was going back and forth all the time. That's what made this game so good. Um, Hutchinson is not the answer, people. <laughs> I, I know like there were so many comments about if a healthy Francois was available, people would still want to go with Hutchinson. I mean, I'm not an expert in, in uh, you know critiquing goalies, but you can tell the difference between a seasoned uh, goalie and one that's kind of, I don't want to say learning. He's been in, he's been playing for a long time, but um, in the NHL, he hasn't. He, he, and I talked about this with Kyle. There's times where he has no idea where the puck is. He will make a save. He'll know it's, he doesn't have it. He hasn't collected it. And it's, and it's rebounded somewhere. And he has no idea where. That's scary, and that's not good. Luckily, there never was a goal on him where he was looking around in no man's land and something, somebody on Dallas scored it, thankfully. But there were so many times where he's looking left for the rebound and the puck is on the other end of the ice to the right. I know that happens from time to time, but, I mean, it, it happened way too frequently for him, not, uh, infrequently for him. It happened a lot. Um. So yeah, he he's not the answer, and and goalie is something that we will be talking about in depth um, as the days come because I think that's a spot the Colorado Avalanche really need to focus on in the off season. I don't Burkowski is uh is good, but can you rely on him? Same thing with with Francois. Francois is good. I think he's a good as a, a backup goalie. Uh, but can you rely on him to be the A1 guy for, you know, 70 games, 65 games? I, I don't know. So um, the the one play that everybody's going to be talking about is Colorado getting the go-ahead goal with just over three minutes left. Things are are looking great. Um and then 10 seconds later, Dallas scores. I, I have to go. I, I have not had the heart to go back and watch this game yet uh, and rewatch it. But I don't know. I, I don't know who it was after the faceoff. It, it seemed like whoever it was, his skates just got kind of stuck in the ice and he came to a dead stop and the puck was in front of him. But his momentum was carrying him backwards. And he kind of just left the, the puck right on the blue line gobbled up by Dallas and I think they had a three on two and bam 10 seconds later uh, I I was I mean you go from wow this is the best position we can be in to are you kidding me in 10 seconds 10 seconds is all it took and then you go to the overtime and the overtime again was back and forth back and forth and back and forth and Avalanche had opportunity. It wasn't like they were dominated in the overtime period. But you could tell. And and Spencer Sheets, who wants to come on the show, we, we tried to get him on tonight, but uh, he couldn't. So he might come on tomorrow. I don't know yet. But um, I had texted him 
after the game was over, like you could sense it happening when Dal- with that possession and that Dallas had, you could sense it coming. And and there were times where, even when at the Avalanche had the puck, you were like something could materialize here, and it didn't. But there was just something about that possession that Dallas had. So much of it was behind the net, and I just had this feeling, and and I just like went into like a crouch position before they even scored it, and the the pass came right on the front of the net, and it was buried. And man, talk about just the wind being taken out of your sails. And that was it. And that was it. They they fought. They they fought and they fought and <clears throat> we can't you know what? I'll save that for the next segment about injuries. Um, but just the ups and downs of this game was just I mean, it was fun. <laughs> I hate to say that after a loss. It was a fun game to watch. You can look back on it maybe forty eight hours later. Uh, and say, yeah, that was a fun game. Still absolutely sucks that the Avalanche were the ones on the downside of it, clearly. But I, I, don't, I don't know what you can do. I don't know what you can do. I don't know what you can say. You, you, you did everything. You fought back from 3-1. to one. People had written you off the way that this series was going. And they were, in overtime, shot away from playing as I am recording this. Right now, the... These stars are playing Vegas, and I, I can't, like, I want, I, I watched parts of it, and every time I turn it on, I'm like, man, this should be Colorado. <laughs> so, off season starts now, and we're going to take one little, quick little break, and then come back and finish this episode off. All right, so, of course, when, you know, I do a lot of stuff on Twitter. Uh, with this show and of course a lot of things you read are geared towards the refs and injuries and things like that uh, you know the the one thing the refs did miss was the Corey Perry shot to Zadorov. that was that was dirty <laughs> flat out dirty like I said earlier like guys like that are going to play that way uh, refs didn't see it they saw kind of a bogus Miko Rantanen penalty but I mean again the refs did not decide this game. Injuries. We had them all season long. So, and we did just fine without uh, some key, key players throughout the season. I know the the playoffs are a different animal, uh, but we had those same injuries down 3-1 to one and came back to tie this thing 3-3 three to three and then pushed Game 7 into an overtime. With with those injuries all along the way. So it's not like these injuries popped up in game six and then we had to finish off game six and go into game seven with injuries that we didn't have prior to that. So we can't use the injuries as an excuse because they got us to a game seven. Having said that, injuries really got to be looked at because, man, it makes you even more proud of this team to do what they did with the injuries that they had all season long, including the playoffs. I hope we can hear now what's what's wrong with guys like Calvert and Johnson and uh, Landeskog, although we kind of know just based on what we saw on the ice, but maybe some definite, and, and especially Grubauer. Well, Grubauer we know, but Fransos, we have no idea what happened to Fransos. None. 
He did not get taken off the ice because of an injury. He got taken off the ice because it was just a bad day all around, not by him. After the, the Kale McCarr gaffe, he was taken out. Didn't see any injury. So I'd like to, hopefully we get some update on stuff like that. Not that it matters anymore, but still. So um, hard-fought season, and it sucks that it's over. Final uh, stats for game seven, Avalanche 44 shots on goal. The one for four in the power play. They only had two. They gave up. Uh, they only had two penalties, but the Stars capitalized on both of them. Um, stats for the game: Comfer with an assist, Metsikov two goals. He played his best game. Be interesting to see what they do with him in the off season. Again, we will talk about that in a future episode. Kadri, spectacular playoffs. Finished with two more points, a goal and an assist. Burkowski, fantastic playoffs. At least a fantastic series against Dallas. <laughs> um, Arizona was a little iffy, but man, he he played fantastic in this series. So one and one for him. Rantanen, amazing. He he uh, just an assist to show for it, but he played fantastic. On the defensive end, Zadorov an assist. Ian Cole with an assist. Um, Zadorov, I think, made life difficult for the the Colorado Avalanche brass. I think before these playoffs, they were maybe set on seeing him out. Uh, the way he played, maybe they changed their minds. I have no idea, but he, he played great. He played a really, really tough series. And a smart series. And there weren't many times where I was thinking, oh, that's a bonehead Nikita Zadorov penalty or play. I thought he played very well. So uh, nothing for Kale McCarr, but man, he, he still is uh, he's he's going he's a superstar in the making. So we are going to discuss each and every one of the players on the roster uh, daily and kind of give them grades as we uh kind of look back in the season pretty soon. I don't know when we'll do that, but it'll, it'll be very, very soon. So I, we, we still need to come down from this and get over our frustration and all and our anger and all those emotions that come with your season ending. So uh, yeah, that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, definitely check out Locked on NHL if you want to get updated on what's currently going on, not only in the playoffs, but around the league. Uh, and please go to wherever you listen, iTunes, Spotify. Although I can't, don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, but definitely leave some reviews on iTunes. It definitely helps and it's appreciated. So that'll be it for today. We will see you guys tomorrow. Spencer might be here. I'm not sure, but, um, if he is great, if not, we'll have another episode either way. So Enjoy the day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!